Welcome to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. This podcast is a ministry of East Denver Bible Baptist Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, Pastor Lauren will open up the Bible and share the truth of God's Word. Our prayer is to be a blessing by providing you with simple, understandable teachings from Scripture on how to live a life of faith in view of eternity. Here's this week's episode. Hello, this is Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. Welcome to our podcast today. We're going to be, it's Eternity Viewpoint. We're going to be starting a little study in the book of James, and uh, I'm not sure exactly how many sessions we'll do. We're going to pick out some different things in each session, and I trust it'll be a blessing to you. I want you to think about the goodness of God, and I just think about how great he is. In James chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, James, a servant of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad greeting. First of all, very important, of course we know James is the half-brother of Jesus, but what he was and what was very important was he came to that faithful, saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though he didn't believe in Jesus, his own half-brother before Christ went to the cross, Later on, he became a servant of God. He became one who loved him. He became one who put his faith and trust in him. Then he began, begins to be a leader of the church in Jerusalem, and he is sharing from his word of God his heart. He's giving some practical advice on the Christian life, and so ought we to be as practical as we can. I think some of the things that we need to deal with today are the deity of Jesus Christ. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of the Gospel of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse number 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. There are some religions today who do not acknowledge that Jesus Christ is not only God the Son, but he is God. And we need certainly to understand the importance of that relationship. And the wonderful thing is that we also can become children of God. We become, we are adopted into the family of God because we understand that relationship that Jesus Christ had with his Father. And he says, as the Father sent me, even so send I you. We have a responsibility. So we are servants. So what does that mean to be? a servant of God, a servant of Jesus Christ. First of all, a servant is one who does for others, who serves them, who takes responsibility, who uh, is considered a steward. steward. The Bible says, moreover, it is required of a steward that a man be found faithful. So I think a steward is one who gives account. The Bible says, so then every one of us shall give account of ourselves to God. Every one of us shall be a steward. Every one is going to manage those blessings. The Bible says in James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's going with us. He's helping us. As we understand how great he is and how good, he, how much he loves us, and we want to serve him, we want to give him everything that we have, and we need not to consider anything too much to ask. We need not to think, well, you know, that's that's beneath me. No, we as a servant of God 
the Bible says, as we think about Psalm chapter 40, uh, think about what Christ did for us by dying on the cross, uh, how he lifted us up. Uh, I shared I shared it previously, but I'll share it again today. Psalm chapter 40. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto God. Many shall see it in fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. That's a true servant of God. One who understands where he comes from. One who understands he's been lifted up out of the miry play. Uh, excuse me, out of the miry uh, clay, and he's been set set on a rock, and he has his, his goings have been established. He has a new song in his mouth. The Bible says, "You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins." The, the saying is, after all he's done for me, how can I do less than give him my best and live for him completely? How important is that? as a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, he, and uh, James had a responsibility. The responsibility that he had was to care for the church. We have responsibilities today as children of God. The Bible says in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. What a responsibility we have as a child of God, as a servant. We have a job to do. He tells us, occupy till I come. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. As a servant, we need to take the message. As I said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. James 4.14 says what? Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. We need not take life for granted. We don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. We don't know how long we're going to live. The Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Uh, uh, we are told, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. No man knows how long he has to live in this life. We know we are servants. As a servant, what does that mean for us? Is there anything that we should say, God, it's, I can't do that thing. I'm looking for some great thing to do. I want to do some piddling little thing. No, God says we ought to be willing to do anything for him. And we need to show it in such a way. We need to say, God, don't let my ego get in the way. As the Bible says, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which art in heaven. So don't let things stand in the way. In the case of James, he was giving the message out to the Jewish uh, dispersion, those who had been scattered. The Bible says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Everything doesn't go well. We've been studying this week in our uh, Bible studies on Joseph, and the last few weeks we'll be doing that on Sunday mornings. But understand this, Joseph, as a servant of God, he went through some very difficult times. He was sold into slavery. He was in Potiphar's house, and then he was uh, falsely accused of rape and thrown into uh, 
thrown into prison, and he's going through difficult times there. And, of course, his brothers hated him, and they thought he was dead by now. They didn't know that he was still alive. They didn't know that they'd stand before him as the Bible had promised they would one day. But uh, think of that. As we think of James, he's a servant of God. It says, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. He's trying to share a message of hope. And that's the message that we have. It's the message of salvation. The Bible says, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. You've been made alive. The Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So what a wonderful thing it is that we've been saved. And the Bible says we've been lifted up. We've been set, sit, we're to sit together in spirit, heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, we have a guarantee of hope in heaven. As a servant of God, then, I believe we can listen to the message of 1 Corinthians. says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You know, as a servant, we it's a hard work. It's hard to do the things that we need to do sometimes. It's It's tedious. There are times when we'd like to just throw in the towel. There are times when it doesn't thing, seem like anything is going right. But we as a servant of God need to keep on keeping on. And you know what else we need to do Need to do as a servant of God? We need to ask him for wisdom. Excuse me, I'll try that again. We need to ask for wisdom. James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, it shall be given him. How do we ask God for wisdom? We just cry out. As the Bible says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? We need to just say, God, I don't know what to do in this particular situation. We've got choices to make. So uh, We know Joshua said in the Old Testament, he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. We need to say, God, uh, what do you want me to do next? Where do you want me to go? The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. But the reality is this. We don't know how to go to God. We don't know how to ask him. We, we're not sure which way to turn unless he help us. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. It's so easy because of eagle. It's so easy for us to just imagine we'll do whatever we choose to do. We make choices. They're not always the right ones. So right now we're saying, God, I'm come to this place. I've got some difficult situations before me. I need some discernment. I need some instruction. I need some help. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The Bible. So how do we do that? As a servant of God, the Bible says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. But the first thing is we delight in him. How do we delight in him? We just seek after him. The Bible says, Set your affection on things above, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So it's over and over and over again. We're seeking his face. We're asking for his help. We're crying out to him. The Bible says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Cry unto me in a day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Oh, as we as servants of God are calling out and we're crying to him, we're asking for help. Now, what are some of the situations that we might face as a child of God? We can, fake, we can face some testing. 
we can face some temptation. The Bible says, James, a servant of God of the Lord Jesus Christ of the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Wait a minute. Are you saying that we're going to suffer? Are you saying we're going to have some difficult times? Are you saying that we're going to have some trials? And we're supposed to be joyful in that? Psalm 118.24 says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. But wait a minute. That doesn't, does that mean even when trials come that we should be joyful? Does that mean even when we're going through struggles? Does that mean when we cry out to God and it doesn't seem like he's listening, that we're still supposed to be counting it all joy? What the Word of God says, it's good practice, isn't it? We always ask for uh, people to pray for us, and we certainly need to learn to pray for them. But it says, James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy when you find, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I've learned something, and we've heard it over and over again. Don't cry. Don't ask God to give you patience, because before you get the patience, you'll get the trials. But understand the Lord's there on the other side of the trial. He'll bring you through it. Look at David after his sin of sin with Bathsheba in Psalm 51. What he have to say? Give me just a second to get there. Psalm 51. He says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins. Blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit, then will I teach transgressors thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. David said, you know what, I messed up big time. I am a mess. I'm struggling with venereal disease, and you can see that if you would look at, I believe it's Psalm 39, that talks about what he was going through after the sin of Bathsheba. Understand this, for when we sin, there are consequences for sin. Doesn't always promise that, oh, you know, when God forgives you, it takes all the problems away. He can. He can, he can clean you. He can cleanse you. He can make you whole. He can heal you, but he doesn't have to. But he can give you the joy back that you had before. He can give you that joy of your salvation. He can restore unto you that fellowship that you had with him. You have never lost that relationship as a child of God. Wonderful there that it's there for you. All you've got to do is go to him. So here's uh, James. He's a servant. He's asked God for wisdom. He's going through some trials, some struggles, and he's pointing out, you know what? God's there for you. He's there for me. He'll always be there for us if we'll ask him to be. As we said, it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. 
but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Just to have the complete work of God taking place in your life, sometimes that means some struggles. It means some difficulties. It means things don't always go your way. You you have to say, God, I, I'm not sure I understand what you're putting me through, but I've got to trust that you know what you're doing. I've got to rely upon you. I've got to lean on you no matter what, even though it's difficult. You're trying to teach me something. The Bible says in Romans 8.28, we know that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work for good, the struggles, the temptations, the trials. We don't like them, but they're there for us. They're going to help us if we'll just wait on them. Sometimes we quit before we have an opportunity to see God work. The Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I trust that you, as a servant of God, like James, will ask you to help you through some difficult times. Thank you for listening to the Eternity's Viewpoint podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. The Eternity's Viewpoint podcast is produced by Resonate Media in partnership with East Denver Bible Baptist Church. If you have been blessed by what you have heard today, help us share the blessing with more people by subscribing and leaving a review. To learn more about the podcast or to connect with Pastor Lauren, visit eternityviewpoint.com. Do you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of posting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.